When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Travel Squad Podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the the Travel Squad Podcast. Podcast. So grab your tickets, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hey everybody, welcome to our YouTube edition of the Travel Squad podcast. I'm Jamal. Zaina. Brittany. And I'm Kim, and our regular weekly travel podcast, we feature travel stories, tips, inspiration, but since COVID-19 has shut us down, we are turning to YouTube to do something a little different for you. We want to talk about how travel is being impacted by the coronavirus and how it can be changed in so many different ways, even after the virus settles. So you guys are hearing it all here first. Conspiracy theories, thoughts, beliefs, all the good stuff. We're going to talk about it right here. So let's talk about what we do know about how Corona has already affected travel. Beyond the fact that we can't get together and record our podcast, which is why we're social distancing, Zooming, YouTubing here right now, we do know that the federal government has extended the real IDs. Now, I'm sure all of us have probably heard us talking about the real ID saying you need this, but basically the federal government has issued a law a while back that said that there needs to be uniformity between the state issued IDs in order for you to be able to fly, like even domestically. So 
the deadline was supposed to be October 1st of 2020, but now they've extended that a whole nother year because of COVID, because people aren't going to the DMV. So that's one way for all of us travelers who maybe haven't gotten it yet is we have an extra year for that. I'm pretty excited about that one. Well, why don't you tell the guy, I mean, you've told us before, Kim, why don't you tell everybody listening what happened to you with your real ID? Um, so you have to bring two forms of your physical residence and they don't accept it on your phone. You can't just show it to them. You have to bring out a printed paper document like it's 1950 and hand it over to them. So <laughs> Oh, I didn't even know that. I don't have my real ID either. Cause you know what happened to me? I think this is back in 2018. My purse was stolen. So obviously my wallet being inside my purse, uh, I had to go to the DMV to get another ID and because it was so last minute and it was 2018, I didn't really know what the real ID was at the time. So I just went and got a new ID and then Jamal was like, well, did you get the real ID when you went to the DMV? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> so I have a new license, but I don't have real ID and it just feels like a lot of work to have to go back. Well, luckily for you, now you have till October of 21 because for anyone listening, if you don't have a real ID, you can't fly unless you have a passport because that's a federally issued documentation of ID. So it just needs to meet those standards. So if you don't have a passport and don't have a real ID, you can't even get on a plane. Not even domestically for domestic flights. And that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jamal and I are prepared. We read the instructions on what you need and we brought our two forms of physical addresses to the DMV with us. And I actually went on a Saturday and I was in and out of the DMV within 15 minutes. Woo! Amazing. Well, not during the COVID era because you're not going to the DMV now. But you need lots of things. You need to prove two documents of your residence. You need a copy officially of your social security. You need to prove that you're an American citizen. So that either means a birth certificate or if you don't have it, an actual passport. So you need to have like one or the other with you. So they really try to verify who you are and that's what the real ID is. So one way COVID's have changed traveling now is the extension of the real ID, which for most people is probably a good thing. Not that anyone's really traveling right now anyway, but nonetheless. And another way that COVID has already changed travel is right now they've put a hold on processing passports and global entry. So when they do pick back up, there's probably going to be a delay in processing. And so, you know, hopefully no one's trying to go out of country without a passport right now. Because even if you applied for one, it's just going to be delayed in the process. Who has global entry here? Raise your hand. And I love it. <laughs> Zena, you need to get on it. And I know see, the COVID's affecting Zena. She said she was going to get it by a certain time. And I think this was actually the time that you talked about getting it. And you can't get your global entry because they're not, do you have to do in person interviews. So I don't trying think to limit contact. they're even allowing you to set up a visit in the future. Yeah. Well, because they're probably so backlogged. And I mean, if we think about it from this perspective, to get a passport, you don't even need to visit anybody realistically. I mean, if you have your photo of yourself already taken, you could just print out the documents and send it. But that's how little travel there is and people aren't going internationally. They're not even processing passports. Like, can you believe that? Like no passport processing, so. That might be one of the first times in history that that's ever happened. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're all uh, stuck here. <laughs> no going out.
I don't even think that you can do international travel regardless. Not even just like people aren't traveling international, but like, is it even like our borders even open? I mean, some countries, sure, but they're more restrictive now than ever, for sure. But I mean, they're still flying domestically here. So I know there's few international routes, but if you can go somewhere, they're probably requiring when you land, you have to quarantine yourself for like two weeks. So realistically, most people aren't going unless they're going to be there long term or can take off a month, two months from work because they would have to quarantine themselves when they arrive for about two weeks. So that's yeah. the new norm now for international. I mean, hopefully this will all bypass soon on that end. So Yeah, no, I know planes are still taking off right here at my window. I have the perfect view of all the airplanes that take off. How about you, Britt? Are any airplanes flying behind you at the beach? <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few go today. I heard some jets fly over my, my house when I was home last week as well. Yeah. Well, we live, uh, even though Brittany's at the beach and I'm in Lebanon right now, and you can tell from our backgrounds, this is where we're at virtually, but we do live- In front of the Temple of Jupiter. Yes, but we do live close to Tijuana. And we actually are right by the Tijuana airport. We're closer to that than the San Diego airport. And I'm still seeing people leave from the Tijuana airport and planes take off all the time. So people are still traveling domestically. Uh, and by domestically, I'm talking about those flights in Mexico that I'm seeing, but you're seeing the ones in San Diego. So people are still moving, but planes aren't as full. No, no, no. How long do you think it's going to take before it gets filled again? I mean, like I think back like just several months ago in January when we were flying back to the United States states from Dubai and we were like sardines back there <laughs> can't even imagine being that close to people oh I know well I mean that's perfect because that's another way that we know things are changing the, the demand is so low and people are canceling and since they're actually canceling airlines are being really really good about extending their rewards rebooking fees are being waived extending credits so you know when the gas crisis really hit a while back and that's when airlines started to tr charge for check luggage because they needed to make up money that way and even though gas has gone down uh over time it's one of those fees that they kept and i'm hoping to see here maybe these generous rebooking uh waivers and things that they're doing will extend past this hopefully i mean who knows but i'm hoping that's one of the things of that will continue on who knows? what do you think quote from one of the his name is Rafat Ali he's one of the head guys at Skiff which is a travel news publication and his quote said it's going to take so long for the demand to even come close to what it was and that's like such a powerful thing for someone who knows so much about the travel industry to say is that the travel air and the airlines and the hospitality companies have to do something to try to encourage demand because demand is going to be so low even when permissions are reinstated the fear that people have is still going to be there yeah you know i hadn't seen that quote but i saw another article that was talking about how it took eight or nine years after 9 11 for the travel demands to get as high as it was like the couple months before 9 11 so just imagine with this too and the scare of people not wanting to travel because they're afraid of getting infected i mean who knows how long it will take not to say that it's going to be like one quick jump and overnight i mean it's going to be steady but in terms of that solid demand of what we were seeing in the aviation and travel industry i mean 
the last big event, I mean, it took eight, nine years to just get back to normal. So what do you think about ticket prices though? Eventually, like they're flying, they're paying for all this gas and like they're not filled. Yeah. What do you guys think is gonna happen? I don't know, it can either go two ways. It can either go the way that flights stay cheap to encourage people to start to travel again or they skyrocket up because no one's traveling and they need to just make ends meet. Mm -hmm. I wonder how cheap first class is right now. You have to. That's something to look into, but uh, I don't know. I, I see it as either airlines are going to go under, not all of them, some, but we did see that after 9-11 also. Yeah, and a lot of mergers between airlines and things like that. But a tried and true model is the budget airline. And I'm not talking necessarily Spirit, but Southwest. Southwest has always been cheap. They've never had cancellation fees. If you had to cancel on their lowest fare, you at least had that money to book another flight with. It's not like you lost it. They didn't charge you a rebooking fee. So those are the airlines that that's already part of their business model where they're well positioned to kind of take over um so the other larger airlines that aren't the budget ones you know like a united or an american or other type of domestic airlines like that they're either going to have to adapt or southwest is going to take that share but i do think that they're going to remain relatively cheap because even if the economy starts moving again, I think it's going to take a while for such a demand of uh, oil to reach its level. So I still think fuel will be relatively cheap. So I think the flights are going to be cheap to encourage people and because of that as well. I'm really loving that when Jamal and I went to Hawaii, we didn't have to pay for the change fee on our flight with United. And then also Southwest has been really good about sending out emails saying that they're extending travel funds, the expiration dates on them. So if you previously had to, if you had to cancel a flight during this time, I think they extended it another like six months at least. Yeah, they at a minimum. Give rapid rewards points to their members. Free points. Yeah. Oh, why do you guys? I was going to say we've already, Brittany and I have already had to cancel so many flights and trips of things that we were going to do. One, the one she's talking about when we went to Hawaii, and we mentioned this on our inaugural YouTube, is we were supposed to go to Hong Kong, but our flight got canceled, and obviously that was one of the hotspots, so we couldn't do that. So our airline was really good then of saying, okay, you can't go there. Where else do you want to go? But that's really before it really took off in the United States. So we've had to cancel that. We've had to cancel a trip that's coming up this weekend. Brittany and I were going to go to Yosemite. Another one to Sedona we canceled. Easter. All those flights were on Southwest. And normally, under normal circumstances, they give you a year to use that money that you paid as a credit. But like Brittany said, they've extended that, I think, up until 2022. So a really, really long time. So that's good. And that's I think 2021. 2021. Wow. Okay. September 2021. It's a long time. And how smart is Southwest? Because I mean, think of like, I know Southwest is budget, but think of all the money that like they're keeping in their pockets because of that flexibility. Because you guys are going right. to use it eventually. We're going to use it eventually. They didn't have to refund us fully. It's not going back to our account. It's just there to, for us to use at a later date. The other thing is people are so scared to purchase travel because they don't know if it's actually going to happen. Even if it's three months down the road, people are still 
apprehensive about booking anything. So when you're booking with Southwest and you have that, um, you know, fallback that you can get that credit back, you're not going to lose money. Then it gives yeah. you to book, which is great. Yeah. Not every airline's doing that. I know some states too, they have their own, um, their own rules right now. Like I know Texas, if you fly into Texas right now, you have to self quarantine for two weeks. Mm -hmm. So if anyone had an upcoming flight to Texas, they might not want to go through with it because who has time to self quarantine for two weeks before you turn back around Yeah. unless you're staying there long term, you know? Yeah. So each state's different, but in terms of those extra flexibility and people not wanting to book because they don't know what's going to happen, you know, a month, two months, three months down the line. We're talking about airlines, but one thing that I've really noticed too, because we're always trying to plan for the future and believe me, we're itching to take that next trip and excited about it. And so when we're looking at stuff preliminarily on Expedia right now for the hotels, because I usually book airlines direct, not necessarily through Expedia, but hotels always through Expedia. And you book through Expedia? Well, you do the booking. I do all the booking. She does the booking, That's me. whatever. No, but Is there a surfer? <laughs> point being we do the hotel booking through Expedia and I've noticed as of late so many more hotels are offering free cancellation up until like a day or two days before uh, at either no charge or like one or two dollars extra where in the past they either didn't offer free cancellation at all or they charged maybe like $30, $40 more for the option to cancel. And now it's either included automatically or like one or $2. But do they have free breakfast? We don't know. That's actually no. a really oh good point. Oh my God, you guys, the breakfast buffet could go away. No. So we, 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 I, Brittany and I, because she wanted to take credit. So I'm going to say Brittany and I no, yesterday were me. looking at Expedia for a potential backup plan for next trip that we were going to take. And if we were looking at the hotels, we're like, well, do they include breakfast buffets? Uh, or, and some of them still said they did, but they didn't really have any updates like, okay, well, is it really going to be open or just in general? But we saw one hotel that said, no longer breakfast buffet, but we are social distancing and providing individually wrapped breakfasts. Breakfast. So they specified. So all the other ones now that are still saying, oh, breakfast buffet, I don't know. You know, what are they doing? One other thing too, Expedia never used to send me emails saying like, are you going to cancel this trip? If you are, you have this much time to cancel. And now they're sending out so many emails saying like, are you still taking this trip? Don't forget to cancel by this date if you aren't going to take it. So that's, that's new. And then also guys, squad tip. If you have any upcoming trips, go look at the hotels and see if they're any cheaper. Cause I just saved us a ton of money rebooking all of our hotels and rental cars. Oh, whose idea was that? Mine. No, that was mine. It was mine. <laughs> I just want to throw out real quickly though. Like we are sh like showing all our love to Southwest. We are not sponsored by Southwest but we are not opposed to Southwest sponsoring us. So if you do yeah. want to Southwest, we are here for you. I love okay Southwest. that you are here for us. You're now free to move about the country. <laughs> <laughs> That's their old slogan. I don't know if they still have that. Any other thoughts, ladies, on like what we know now and how travel is changing before we get onto like what we think is gonna happen? Yeah, I mean, my mind is still blown the fact that Kim suggested that they're going to take away breakfast buffets because I think she's right. 
didn't even think about it. There's, there's very little that we know for sure right now, but there are so many questions about what could happen and how travel could change. And we're starting to see little things here and there that, that make us feel like we could kind of predict the future and like imagine what our new normal of travel is going to be like. So we have tons of thoughts on this. I'm wondering, once the vaccine comes out, are, is the world going to require the vaccine in order for you to get on that plane? Yeah. yeah, you might have to show proof of having the vaccine before you can actually travel. It's like when we went to Africa, there's certain countries where they, if you're going to go to, they require you to have proof of vaccination for like yellow fever or something like that. But that's to go into that country because they, you know, have it and don't want you to catch it there and then transmit it when you leave out. But something that doesn't stay regional like coronavirus, I mean, it sounds Orwellian and I hope this doesn't necessarily happen, but yeah, okay, maybe not domestically. I mean, it could, but definitely I could see internationally, oh, you want to go to a country? You need to show me that you have proof of vaccination. And then it leads even to a stickier topic. Will one country be like, no, 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 the vaccine that we like is from this manufacturer and pharmaceutical company versus this one. So it's like, is there going to be a standard uniformity on what they consider? Is it just going to be vaccine in general? I mean, who knows? And I mean, I very easily could see that happening. Another question. I, I mean, I can see the vaccination. Sorry, Brett. I can see the vaccinations, but in terms of like a certain pharmaceutical maker, you think? I, I mean, I don't know. It's a possibility. That's hard to pull. Yes. Another good question is how will the COVID virus impact foreign foreigners coming into the United States or us going to other countries? Are some countries going to require if you don't have the vaccine, like a rapid COVID test at the airport and just everyone gets tested upon arrival? How, how would that work? I mean, so many countries have, even our own country, the U.S., has different um, regulations right now banning certain regions from coming in. That happened right when it started kicking off and, and some other countries have their borders completely closed to foreigners. Will that last forever? Probably not, but um, yeah, you're right. Like, we really just don't know what they can require for you to come into the country or, or to the US. Exactly, it goes both ways, right? And then, uh, go ahead, Kim, sorry. Well, I didn't want to cut you off, but I, like we do know though that they are going to require masks on planes. They're already doing that. Um, JetBlue, United, some whole airports are saying any flights coming in and out, you have to have a mask on. So, I did read an email saying that if you don't have a mask, some of the airline providers will provide you with one. But is this just going to extend to the airport where it's all flights, all boarding areas? Will it also be at big tourist hotspots? Can you imagine in the future if you're going to a concert or event and they require everyone to wear a mask at that group event? I feel like that'd be really hard to like enforce that. Like if you have a concert of thousands and thousands of people, like. I know, right? It's... But well, it could be the new trend where like your mask is now your new accessory and everyone's complimenting your mask saying, 
oh my God, that mask really brings out the color in your eyes. It's so sleek. It's so stylish. It fits your face so smooth. <laughs> I do agree, though, that face masks, they are the next big fashion accessory for probably like the next two years. Spanish flu took two years until it finally like mutated into a less dangerous strain and everyone developed herd immunity. So I do think that the masks are here to stay. Oh, I definitely think so, too. And that makes me wonder, if, like, you know, they're talking about the Disney parks opening up, and not necessarily just Disney, any amusement park. Are they going to require you to have a mask to go in? Are you going to have to wear those on hot days? So these are still things that we have to see, but I'm interested to see how it plays out. But I'll tell you what, though, if I have to wear a mask to travel, I'm going to do it. You know, I'll tell you that because I'm ready to just get out there. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. So ready to travel. It, I am just itching to travel for our next trip and I cannot wait to go. Yeah. If they even require me to wear a mask at the national park, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Got to do. So one good thing about the potential of what could happen with planes and masks and all of that is I've, I've heard some rumors about the middle seat going away. Do, to, to encourage social distancing, which I am all here for. Yeah, so I received an email, and again, only talking about Southwest, because I love Southwest, and uh, I subscribe to their, well, I'm a Rapid Rewards member, so I get their up, notifications and updates. But it was at least saying, I think until the end of June, they're changing their whole uh, boarding process of how they're doing it. And they're not allowing people to sit in middle seats. So they're, one, not that there's even the demand to sell out a plane right now, but if there was, they're only booking so many tickets per plane just to make sure that no middle, species, middle seat is taken to space people out. They said the exception was going to be if you're traveling with people that you actually know, they're not going to make you split up. And if you want to sit three, you can. Yeah, but like if it's a family. Strangers, you know they're not gonna have people sitting in middle seats. So as of, now, as of now, they said till the end of June, who knows if they're gonna extend that? Who knows if other airlines are gonna do that? So. Yeah, it's so funny. I think they're taking it more and more seriously as time goes on, but my coworker flew to Washington from San Diego over Easter, and there was maybe 10 people on the whole flight and they put them all in the front. She was on the aisle and there was someone on the aisle right across from her. And this was in April in the thick of, Quarantine. I don't know why they would put them all together because even when there's so few people on the plane, you have to spread out to disperse the weight evenly. Oh, so why would they even put them all in one spot? I don't know. But I've even seen mock prototypes of airplane seats where they don't get rid of the middle one per se, but the window and aisle are facing forward and the middle seat is facing backwards. And they have dividers on each side of the face so that you have your own little bubble. And so the person who's in the middle facing backwards, they would share the same aisle as the people sitting in the row behind them, uh, but they face forward. So that's how they would enter. But it was like a prototype that I saw of how they were thinking about doing economy seats now. It definitely makes you wonder if that's going to make ticket prices increase, if, if they have to change the seatings and if if they do have to reduce capacity they have to make up that cost somehow so that's a little 
That's true. And I could see in time it increasing, but I think from the get-go to just encourage people to start flying again, I think we're at a good level where flights are going to be relatively uh, inexpensive, I would imagine, though. I hope so. <laughs> it might be a good time for us to go to Hong Kong soon, Jamal. Yeah, we just still need to get, it out. Yeah, I need, that's very true. That's very true. I need to get to Hong Kong Disney, last Disney park, and uh, that trip uh, got upended by Corona. I think the reason it was canceled, I think the whole coronavirus thing can be blamed on the fact that you guys didn't invite me and Zane on this trip. Oh. That's the only explanation well, I can come up with. Yeah, that's the explanation. All right. Well, <laughs> then I guess you could blame us, but uh, I don't think so. You don't that's want okay. to cause another global pandemic. So... Next All right, time. well, if you want to come to Hong Kong, then you can come to Hong Kong Disney. <laughs> I promise Thank you. Thank you on that invitation. You, you've heard it here first, guys. They invited us, okay? So if you guys see them on the podcast, Instagram, without us. Well, you're welcome to come, but it's on our schedule. So if you can't make our schedule, we're not switching it around for you guys. Well, just want to let you know, Kim and I have a different schedule. So if you can't make it on ours, we might beat you there first. Whatever. We wanted to travel alone anyway. You guys just invited yourself and I'm trying to be polite. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So I am wondering about, you know, anytime you were on a plane before and you heard people coughing and sick, it was already kind of alarming where you're like, whoa, like, but now... If somebody's sick on a plane, I feel like it's going to be, I don't know, like even just hearing someone cough on the street. You're like, and, and what's funny is people, <laughs> who, maybe, people who are coughing or sneezing or something right now, I mean, it's allergy season, you know, so we don't know what they have. And it's just like, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I hear somebody cough. I turn around, you know, I, I try not to give a dirty well, look. <laughs> yeah, but when Brittany and I were on our flight in early March, again, like right before really things took off here in the United States and right before California put the shutdown over here, um, obviously it was on the forefront of my mind. And I'm telling you, every time somebody coughed on a plane, I thought the worst, or was coughing on the plane, I should say, I thought the worst. Jamal just gets super paranoid and anxious. He's like, who's coughing right now? Why are they coughing? Do they not understand? Like, it's coronavirus. And he's like, who is it? And he just, like, looks around everywhere all angrily. <laughs> I can see yeah. Jamal doing he's that. a little overdramatic. And his anxiety yeah. goes up quite yeah. a bit. And then he gets really stressed out. He doesn't want to talk to me. Because if I talk to him, it's going to <laughs> make him more anxious. I get it, Jamal. I get it. Anxiety's real. If you don't have it, you don't know. That's it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and right now, I'm actually feeling a lot of anxiety because I had a smoothie before we recorded and the coolness, you know, like in your chest versus like hot tea or coffee. And so I don't know, like I'm trying to like convince myself right now that I'm okay. So yeah, I feel you, Jamal. But you know what the new saying is? I'm tired of all these motherfucking coffers on the motherfucking plane. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> I got it, Tana. Snakes on a like, plane. No one's laughing, but I think it's hilarious. And then you started to laugh, and I'm like, thanks, Jamal. Uh, I got I it. But I mean, so. Brittany, you don't know that quote? Sorry, Kim. Brittany, tell me you know that quote. I don't know any quote. It's from ever. Snakes on a Plane. Kim and I don't know <laughs> any quotes at all. Because you guys aren't movie and Hollywood culture. Like, say that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but let's get back oh, to oh, this yes, podcast. Yes. 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 
<laughs> okay, so back to coughing on a plane. I feel like <laughs> I feel like if they're making you wear masks and some we've already started to hear about some airlines even testing people in the airport. What do you think about like requiring the COVID test before you even get on the plane? They have the I mean, that, test. they could do that. And that way, like if you already have that test, you can take it to with you wherever you go. And maybe you won't have to self quarantine wherever, whether it be domestically or internationally, you have the proof that you had this rapid COVID test already done and it's negative. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good temporary preventative measure just to catch something. I mean, realistically, somebody could have it and not have the temperature yet. So I think the test would be the best thing. But if that's really what has to be done, I mean, I could see it being done until there's like a vaccine, even if there is a vaccine. I mean, they may never be able to create one or find one. So um, regardless of even if COVID dies down, I think that's something that probably airlines and anything in travel is going to keep continuing on potentially doing so but if they're not doing the rapid covid tests so right now i mean i know they're doing larger boarding areas or possibly doing larger boarding areas to accommodate social distancing and having possible new boarding procedures but if they do do the rapid covid tests and everyone that comes in and boards that plane is covid negative will they still have to do that will it be airport specific because if everyone going in has already been tested, are they gonna to have to social distance at that point still? That sucks, what if one of us is like positive and we're like headed back to San Diego or leaving for a trip? What do you do for people who are trying to head home? Uh, you're hospitalized where you're at, I guess. Even if you're asymptomatic? Uh -huh. You probably have to quarantine wherever you're at until um, you can't spread the virus anymore. But or into motherfucking car. Yeah, but one thing I want to say that this is very important because I love free stuff. I love my free drink on a plane because that's usually what we get. If we're going to have to wear masks on a plane, are they even going to have beverage services? Because at what point do they say, oh, okay, you could take off the mask? And if they're doing beverage service, it's all at the same time. So then everybody's taking the mask off at the same time. So it still remains to be seen. Are they even going to be serving like beverages anymore? Do you like slip a straw underneath it? I don't know if you can. <laughs> we read already that some flights have canceled in-flight service or they've changed it to where they don't serve you food like they would on a tray. It's like a fully wrapped up bento box, but that still doesn't answer the question of removing your mask to eat it. Right. Yeah, maybe they say like, okay, everyone in aisle A, you can eat for this amount of time. You're like, everyone <laughs> in aisle C, now it's your turn. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe at that point, everyone's on the plane be like, you know what, if somebody has it here, we all got it. So let's just take it. I mean, I, I, I don't know. But I mean, I'm curious to see how they change their complimentary service. Another I was talking about complimentary stuff. What about their blankets? Their blankets. Yes. <laughs> Are they going to be like deep cleaned? Can you just take them home with you afterwards? What? What's going to be the deal with the new blanket? Well, we've always had the question. We don't know if they just rewrap them from the previous flight or if they're washed. But now we're going to know for sure if they're giving them out. They're probably uh, clean. I actually got an email from Southwest this week outlining their new sanitary way to sanitize the plane between every single flight. They really went into detail on it. So 
I think they're going to be taking um, cleanliness and, and sanitizing pretty seriously and not reusing the blankets. Yeah, well, that's a good thing. You're going to be like, take the blanket off the plane with you. <laughs> I know they give us those little towelettes too, even on the budget airlines, like warm yeah. towelettes. They should give warm towelettes and a cleaning wipe so everyone can just feel good about cleaning and wiping down their own space, their tray table, their armrest. We've been so that for a long time that's been a travel squad tip is bring your Clorox wipes and clean your tray your seat the buttons everything around you but now even more important we were ahead of the COVID curve because that was recommendations from us squad tips all day every day and now it's a reality but beyond sure. us bringing them they should provide them to every single person so they feel comfortable to sit down and touch everything mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, we're probably not going to have, though. We're not going to have any magazines in the back of the seat. People touching that stuff, they're probably going to be getting rid of that. Yeah. I heard that that's already the dirtiest place. And then, like, what really grossed me out as I was reading that article was, like, they were like, you'd be surprised at how many people put their dirty diapers for their kids in Ugh. there. Yeah. Anyone who's ever caught doing that should be barred from flying, period. I just want to throw that out there. Not only are you a shitty travel person, you are a shitty human being, quite literally and figuratively, if you leave a diaper back there. That's fucking savage. Yeah. Throw it away. Yes. Throw it away. But beyond the airline magazines, are you even going to be allowed to bring your own carry-on onto the plane? Yeah. And throw it in the bins above? Because everyone's touching the same compartments, trying to store their luggage so are you even going to be allowed to bring a carry-on and yeah, if you're not allowed to bring a carry-on are you going to have complimentary luggage are they going to give that to you for free Good. or are you going to have to pay for your luggage i mean this all remains to be seen so i mean i'm, I'm hoping not i feel like there's going to be um cuts on cost in certain places and increases elsewhere. So hopefully they all balance it out uh, regardless of what they do to keep those flights uh, cheap for my sake, because I want to fly. <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts, ladies, real quick on what we think that we didn't touch upon that we think might change? No, I mean, no. there's good things that could come. There's some um, inconvenient things that could come, but we just only time will tell. Yeah, just be safe out there, guys. Yeah, everyone needs to be safe. I mean, the one other question I had, Will, is will travel insurance rise in cost? And will they put like exclusions like pandemics or epidemics in their clause so that if you buy the insurance, um, it might not cover if you're going through a pandemic or epidemic? Well, I don't know about the, I don't know about the medical side, and that's my area of expertise for my day job, which is you know insurance. But I know at least my insurance that I have for trip cancellations for my credit card, it excluded pandemic when I tried to get my refund on my Hong Kong hotel when it was still early on. So there, it's already there, but maybe on the travel medical. All right. Well, that's everything we have for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in on Travel Tuesday. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click the button right below and you can get all of our new episodes and travel videos we have coming out soon. And don't forget to check out the podcast. We have 40 episodes that are up and live already. So plenty of content to inspire you guys for your next vacation after all this COVID madness is over with. That's right. We've taken you guys to the Great Wall of China. We've trekked the Inca Trail. We've partied in a nightclub in Cuba. Like we have been everywhere. So go entertain yourselves and uh, get inspired. All right. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.